Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom. This is Truth in the Word. I'm going to continue on today in Acts chapter 2. Been studying 1 Corinthians 14 concerning Paul speaking of the gift of tongues. And we're going to begin back with verse 27. So listen to the last broadcast and you can fall in line with this. Paul said, If any man speak in an unknown tongue, unknowns, the key word, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. Okay, So he emphasizes the fact that tongues spoken in a bold fashion in the house of God are to be interpreted. As I said many, many times, say it again, to avoid, to avoid confusion. Okay. Verse 28, 1 Corinthians 14 and what, 28. Listen, what he says. And if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Okay. Pretty clear. Pretty clear. 1 Corinthians 14 and 29. But the prophets speak two or three, and let the other judge. So both tongues and prophecy are to be judged for their truth or to validate what's being said. Listen now. Isaiah 8, when this, this happens, beginning with verse 19. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have a fam have familiar spirits. Very prevalent in the world today. Unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, is because there is no light in them. So we're talking about people moving in familiar spirits. So it says, when they seek familiar spirits through wizards and witches' spirit, which people utter, in other words, they're trying to imitate and depart, uh, talk like loved ones that went on, thus claiming communication with the dead. And, and this is what familiar spirits, how they operate. And the Word of God completely says, don't be talking to the dead or trying to talk to the dead. It's necromancing, forbidden by the Word of God. So should not a people seek, listen, we don't seek the dead. Why are you here Why, why are you here amongst the dead? was the question that was asked at the what resurrection. Why do you seek one that was dead, but now, but now he is alive? So it says, should not a people seek the living God instead? Uh, goes on all the time, called seances. Amen. Strictly moving in familiar spirits. Hmm. Saul 
Braves got consorted with the Witch of Endor. A lot of controversy over how that played out, but he was seeking the dead. It was Samuel. Okay. Forbidden by the word of God. Verse 30, 1 Corinthians 14 and 30. If anything be revealed to another that sits by, let the first hold his peace. Everything revealed to a person is not divine revelation. Wow. That in itself is a revelation in it. This is why everything must be judged. Try the spirits and see, the, well, you know, they might have gotten the flesh. Or you, that, that doesn't make it all right. See? That's why we are to be subject, bring ourselves under subjection to the Holy Spirit. And as we said a lot of time, nothing ever prophesied will will do violence to the word of God. First John 4, 1 through 5. What John said about it. He said, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many, 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 many false prophets are gone out into the world. So if it was happening then, how much more is it happening now? Not everybody says, Lord, Lord. Everybody carries a Bible where it's a three-piece suits of God. Many operate under forms and fashions of God, denying the power thereof. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh of God. There we go. That, that's the criteria right there. If, if a person confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, then they're of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. So many people prophesy the spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. You've read the scripture before. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you, he that's in the world. They are, uh, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Okay. So it doesn't speak according to the word of God. That's our basis. That's the what they call the Berean challenge. In other words, everything that's done in the body of Christ, everything's done in a corporate setting needs to be judged by the word of God. This has to happen to be the church. I'm sorry. God, God never planned for his church to be full of confusion, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For ye may prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be comforted. So you prophesy in due order, that people can be encouraged. You prophesy in order, decency, and in order that the Holy Spirit can encourage and comfort. This is what, we, this is what it's about. The operation of the Holy Ghost. Once again, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. He must be the catalyst. He must be the operating factor in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 14 and 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So the Holy Spirit works with individual spirit and both deciding the right time. So try the spirits. Once again, following to the mechanism um, to be synced as a term we should use with the Holy Spirit. Never out of sync with the Holy Spirit, but always in sync. 
And the Holy Spirit, listen to me, will always move according to the Word of God, never move outside of the Word of God. That, that, that's our trying point. That's how we try the spirits, whether they be of God or whether they are not of God. If they deviate from the Word of God, mark it down. They are not of God. Well, no, 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 no. They either are or they are not. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion. Which <laughs> I said that, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. God is not what? The author of confusion. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Okay, first Corinthians 14 and 34. Okay. That your women keep silence in churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. They are commanded to be in obedience and also save the law. Okay. This is not referring to women being used by the Lord in the gifts or preaching or teaching. Um, I read commentaries on that. At that particular time, church at that time, men and women did not normally sit together, but rather on opposite sides of the room. And during 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 the meeting, women would would, would call out you know, to their men of what was going on. And it would interrupt the service. Okay. So that's why he said when when they get home, ask what was going on. Listen, God uses women. The first preacher was a woman, Mary Magdalene, for he has risen. Thirty five. And if they will learn anything, let him ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Once again, not to refer to women teachers and preachers. It's a matter of uh, protocol, matter of operation. I would say in a business meeting, whatever it might be. Okay, so uh, I I believe totally that women are used in the house of God. Amen. Matter of fact, the church is um, mostly women. Amen. Men men have a tendency to stay home. So I've been in the church a long time, and I've seen God use women in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. So it, it, it's God's pleasure and his call to use women. 36, 1 Corinthians 14 and 36. What came the word of God out of you? It came it, came it unto you only. So what he's saying is the apostles telling this particular church that their lack of order is not of the Lord. Not of the Lord. So apparently they had an order problem, which most of the church does today too. The, see, we can't eradicate the gifts because some people don't move in them right. That's taking away from what God has intended. 1 Corinthians 14 and 37. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, listen. Let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. They're really prophets and they're really spiritual. They will know what the apostle is saying is true because he confirms his word. In other words, there's a witnessing factor involved. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. This is 1 Corinthians 14 and 38, 39. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy 
and forbid not to speak with tongues in the proper way. Follow after charity, desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you prophesy the proper operation of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 40. Let all things, let all things be done in decency and in order. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. So we don't go by isms and sisms and man-made doctrine. We go by what the Word of God says. What the Word of God says. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. In the book of Ephesians, that would be chapter 117, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom. Read Isaiah 11, the seven spirits that was given unto the Lord. The revelation and the knowledge of him. In, in Jude 20, only one chapter. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Build yourself up. So the Holy Spirit talked about this. In your prayer closet, speaking in tongues, unknown tongues, speaking to God, that which you cannot even interpret, unless God gives you the interpretation, which he does that. But you build yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. So once again, the Spirit is the, is the foundation by which we pray and seek God. Paul wrote 1 Timothy 1.4 Neither give heed to fables, endless genealogies, which minister questions, rather than godly edifying, which is in faith so do. Once again, he is pointing out to the edification. That, that's why the fivefold ministry must operate. That's why God uses the body, men and women, boys and girls. I've seen him use young people down through the years greater than some old people. Amen. With so much corruption there, I guess. You know, <laughs> the older we get, we tend to get cynical. Amen. Glory to God. We need help. That's why the, the word of God says we got to come unto Jesus as a child. Okay. So he says, he said, don't worry about fables and what past men preached and teach that were traditions of men. But go back to the word of God again. Go back to the word of God, which minister question rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. In other words, don't bring up endless things that lead to an endless arguments and problems and situations. Preachers not speaking, blah, 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 on and on. Praise God. Division in the house of God, where house are divided, will not stand according to what the That's why it's so important that we operate in the body of Christ by the Spirit, and we 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 leave nothing to speculation. Or little to speculation. 
if we move in the spirit. We can we 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 can leave the house of God being justified that we follow the word of God as to the best of our ability. So important. And we must know the word of God. So if something gets out of sync, we can call it back in again. Amen. I've known mechanics down through the years. You take a you take a car or a truck to them and they, they hear a noise. I know what that is. Because they have experience. They know something's not right. Something's not right. They're not going to let it go on. they got to fix it. So we got to fix what's going on in the body of Christ so that God can have his church. He's going to have a church. He says we're without spot, without wrinkle. Amen. He's having a church. And the Bible said there are sheep not of this fold. Amen. I believe, I believe we're living in the day and age that God is going to get rid of some, some of the crust. Or should I use the word tares in the body of Christ and replace with new, zealous people for the Spirit. Taught, raised up, delivered, and set free by the power of God. Knowing the power of God. Knowing where they were brought from. Having a testimony. God's going to move. God's going to have a church without spot and without wrinkle. Still going to pour out His Spirit in these last days. So it's important that we pray in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always. Pray without ceasing. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, I'm watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is, this is what the Spirit of God says. Told Paul that we should pray always. That we should uh, be in supplication. Where? In the Spirit. For when we know not what to pray, the Spirit will help us pray. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for who? All saints. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I just made reference to that. The Spirit helps our infirmities because when we know not what to pray, He shows us how to pray. And the Spirit, the Spirit, everybody, look what it says there. The Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay. So next time we're going to go on with Acts 2.6. I hope this gave an explanation of what Paul said about the gifts of tongues. See, see, Paul was called in the middle of the book of Acts. We know what happened to him. His name was Saul on the road to where Damascus struck down by the Spirit of God, by the Lord himself. We know he was changed. We know he turned around, repented, done what needed to be done, and was sent away and went away, driven by the Spirit, and was taught these mysteries. And he and 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 he elevates and he expands this gifting that we're talking about that was given on the day of Pentecost and how it should operate in the body of Christ. And that this was given to him by the Spirit. So we take it as the Word of God. We believe it's the Word of God. And it points, everything was said, points to the, the, uh, the point that God does not want confusion in his body. Amen. So, pray and seek God's study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. God's word is God's word. Let's go back to the word of God. Let's go back to the truth. The Bible says, rightly divide the word of truth. 
know that he, Holy Spirit, when we're talking about the day, wrote the entirety of the Bible. 66 different books penned by 40 different authors. And God still stands by his word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will never, ever pass away. God bless till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer requests, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.